Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always is... Matthew Immortus Haas. Immortus. Immortus. Not Kang, but Immortus. Immortus. Because I thought it was Kang at the end of the episode because... He let out a hint, says, I've been called many things. A conqueror was one of the things he yes. mentioned. They even emphasized conqueror when he said it to kind of like give the audience a clue, almost like, oh, conqueror, you know. Well, the thing is, he is Kang, but he isn't Kang. He's a nicer version of Kang. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Who's more goofy, not as serious as probably the conqueror variant version of himself. Yes. Someone who's a little bit more <clears throat> intellectually inclined, I think, more uh, probably sees like the humorous side of the whole thing, basically, of what's going on. Um, of course, too, he could have just gone crazy from being stuck there for millions of years. So, yeah. <clears throat> With no friends, just miss minutes, I guess. Um, just but- miss minutes to show up and become like a horror film yes so um before we get started here matt i've got something that i want to bring up oh okay okay so i know a way that you can be devious at a party <clears throat> oh yeah i was thinking of this the other night um so always bring skittles with you to a party okay Okay, so you know sometimes at parties or get-togethers, there's a big bowl of M&Ms? I've heard stories, yes. Yes. So just drop a few Skittles in there and then wait. I think that's going to turn the party into like a huge fight. That's why it's fun. It's one person. 
you get one person gonna get a handful of Skittles and maybe like two M and M's, and then they're gonna get really mad, and then it's gonna start a whole argument, and then you know how these cocktail parties go, or whatever you call them, whatever the kids call them, or whatever anybody who has money calls them who goes to these things. Um, you know, they're gonna have all kinds of pent up like frustrations with each other and it's gonna all come out loose just from like that one event. It's gonna be well it's gonna be, if you will, like a like a time branch. Um yes. You know, it just takes one little thing and then it just cascades into a full full on brawl. And then what where you do is you someone's just, gonna get killed. Yeah. And you just sit in the corner and watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you're devious, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Because, you know, most of the time I'm bored at parties, so I think this would make it more entertaining. Yeah, I mean. Mm -hmm. So, um, keep that in mind, people. Always carry Skittles with you wherever you go. Because anytime you come across a, you know, big bowl of M&Ms, you just drop some Skittles in there. I mean, (laughs) so that's what you gotta do, so, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Just have a special Skittles pocket in your clothing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Skittles. Yeah, Skittles pocket. Yeah, sure. Yes. Like you do. And, um... Yeah. yeah. See, see, the reason I came up with this idea, too, is I was thinking back on an actual get-together I went to once. Years ago. You know how they have those uh, lime-flavored um, tortilla chips? Um... <clears throat> uh, no, actually, I don't. Well, they look like regular tortilla chips, but they have like a lime flavor to them. Hmm. And I was not expecting that when I grabbed some at a party once. And I was expecting yeah. regular tortilla chips, and then all of a sudden they're lime flavored. And that didn't make me happy. <clears throat> I just sort of see lime being an interesting, like if you have salsa with it. Yeah. You know, lime. Sometimes people put lime or lemon in salsa. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. Flavors. It didn't taste bad per se. It just wasn't what I was expecting. It's kind of like if, like, say you had two yeah. drinks sitting next to you and you go to grab one of them, and you know you're expecting like yeah. pe- you're expecting like Pepsi, and all of a sudden it's Sprite or something. You know what I mean? It's that weird, like, ooh, what was that? Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. That's my way of being devious, folks. So, when I go to jail for putting Skittles into a bowl of M&M's, <clears throat> you'll that's, know. That's called living on the wild side. Yes. So. Living on the edge. Yes. That's what I do. Edge. Do, 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 do. Even on the edge. So speaking yeah. of people living on the edge of time, uh-huh. um, <laughs> today we are covering the sixth and final episode of season one of Loki, entitled. <clears throat> For all time, always. <laughs> Written by Eric Martin and Michael Waldron, and directed by Kate Heron. Heron, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, 
so uh, this episode, um, what was your initial reaction here, Matt? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I watched it twice um, just to kind of get a better feel for it. Um, I, I, I'm still not really sure. I mean, I liked it just because it's Loki and it's the last episode of, of the season, but um, not as much as the fifth episode, though. I think that was one of my favorites. So, yeah, um, th- this one was very heavy on the monologue, um, not a whole lot of room for other characters. So it kind of felt like, oh, that's all right. That's it, I guess. Like, um, yeah. <clears throat> so eh, I'm kind of. I'd say about 80-20, like it, 20% didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is if this was the last episode, like, total, like, if there wasn't going to be a second season, I would have absolutely hated this episode. <clears throat> but the fact that there is going to be a second season and we'll have some of the answer, some of the questions answered in that season, hopefully... <laughs> And we might get, you know, yeah. and we might get uh, Morbius on a jet ski. Mobius, not Morbius. Yeah. Mobius, Mobius. I call him Morbius. I don't know why. But anyways, Mobius, Mobius on a, on a jet ski. Um, we might be a little bit happier. Um, or at least I will be. Um, the, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things. Like like I said, like when I first saw it, I hated it. <laughs> And then I thought, oh, wow. and then I thought about it afterwards. I mean, I didn't hate it per se. I thought it was a good episode of TV. It just didn't answer any of the questions I had of the show, which I was hoping it would answer. You know what I mean? It just created more questions. Yeah. And um, I haven't been this like upset. And then I got happy when I saw that there was going to be a season two. So I haven't been this upset since, like, Lost or something, you know? Yeah. Because, like, the TV show Lost, I think that, you know, there were different seasons where it would end. And I'd be like, that didn't answer anything that I wanted answered, you know? And, I mean, the thing is, is you can't expect things to be the way you want them to be. True. uh, Yeah, so... That was kind of where I was like, I don't know what I was expecting, though, exactly. You know, I mean, I kind of had certain thoughts that I wanted in my, you know, in my, uh, you know, my own little headcanon for the show that I was hoping would happen that didn't happen. But it's okay. You know, it was still really well written and really well acted. I'll give it that. So anyway, so let's get into the plot here, Matt. Sure. Okay. So we start out this episode where with uh with Loki and Sylvie um entering what is called the Citadel at the end of time. Um they get in there and like you said it becomes like a horror film all of a sudden because Miss Minutes just shows up. Like <laughs> freaky. <laughs> like beginning of a saw movie or something yeah like, or like <laughs> Chucky or something you know what I mean it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah like hey y'all and it's like oh my god yeah like, <laughs> um so uh 
she basically ends up relaying an offer um, to uh, to the two of them um, from her master, who she calls He Who Remains, <laughs> um, to return them to the sacred timeline while offering... Um, so basically, she uh, offers them, you know, sovereignty and happiness. Uh-huh. Um, the whole thing. Yeah, basically, like everything that you know, like like Loki could defeat Thanos, he could, uh, you know, rule on the throne of uh, Asgard, you know, things like that, you know. Uh all the things that he wanted in life. Uh so uh. They reject the offer. And then we head over to the TVA headquarters where uh, Ravona Renslayer, Judge, uh, she uh, receives uh, some information sent by He Who Remains via Miss Minutes and uh, Mobius comes in and confronts Renslayer and both of them accuse each other of betraying each other. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, they're talking about this and then, uh, about, like, the idea of free will and, you know, not Free Willy. They weren't talking about the movie Free Willy. <laughs> Just letting you know. Because um, that had been an interesting episode. <laughs> Just the having whole, a, whole just, thing's an argument over, you know, if, if Free Willy's a good movie or not, and um, <laughs> yeah, and then that's what she leaves in search of Free Willy. She's got to find the original copy, yeah, to make sure it's good or not. She's gonna go back in time to when Blockbuster was open and yeah, rent the movie, and uh, you know, and a jet ski, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wild weekend. Yeah, you know, watch Free Willy on Friday night and then go jet skiing on Saturday. Yes, uh. <laughs> with with with, with Willie. Yeah, swimming right next to you. <laughs> so, um, well, she goes off. She, she ends up going off in in search of uh, free will. Basically, is what she ends up doing. Basically, after their little argument, she. She goes into a. She she opens up her temp pad and goes into a uh, a door. Takes her into free will. Um. Basically, this is like Mobius was going to prune her as well. So before that, she did this, which yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Well, she fought him off because she knows more about martial arts and stuff than he does, or just fighting than he does. Yeah, and uh, knocks him over, and yeah, that was interesting because, you know, he accused her of betraying him because she pruned him. The thing is, though, is that she already knew that pruning him wasn't wouldn't actually kill him. Yeah, um, and so she accused him of betraying her because it's like, like for example, for example, it's like. Since she knew that she wasn't really going to kill him, pruning him wasn't, like, as big as a betrayal as he thought it would be because she wasn't actually killing him. Um, 
she just sent him to the well i guess then again he could have died from that that beast whatever but yeah then again the beast usually goes for bigger prey not like one person you know they go for like huge things or whatever ships and stuff like that but um so i don't know uh but then you know she said you know we spent you know eons of friendships you know with each other you know because to them time is different you know and then you know he had one one crisis of faith you know and then chooses you know the word of two loki's you know over her word or whatever yeah that was an interesting argument um especially when you you think about the whole idea too it's like is loki representative of the devil or of good what is you know what i mean so it's like kind of interesting philosophically yeah um so uh she she leaves through this uh through this uh, door or whatever and then um then we see a scene in 2018 Fremont Ohio which isn't that far from here yeah <laughs> it's about 35 it's not... 35 miles from Toledo Ohio where i am so yep <laughs> it's not yeah yeah it's like kind of it's a northwest ohio community which is interesting cuz um I'm not going to ruin anything because I know you haven't seen it yet, but this is the second Marvel property I've seen in the last week that has something that takes place in Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw Black Widow the other day. And, um, it takes place in Ohio, or some of it takes place? Yeah, the, the beginning of the movie takes place in Ohio, which is weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, interesting. Yeah. Um, and that does not ruin anything because that's like the first thing that appears on the screen. So... <laughs> um the uh so so basically hunter b15 ends up there in fremont and uh is pursued by other tva troopers and then uh she reveals there's a variant there of renslayer who is a is who is a high school vice principal (laughs) at a school that happens to be franklin d roosevelt high school yeah. Which, by the way, does not exist in Fremont, but we're... <laughs> whatever. Well, maybe in that timeline it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I mean, you called it. You said that pen was going to show up somewhere. Yeah. And then, um, it, it was definitely Chekhov's pen. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, how does that work out? Because I thought that, you know, there's only supposed to be one version of someone, so how is she a judge and a TVA, see, but also see, a, t- he, a principal? See, here's the thing. Okay, the sacred timeline, from what I understand and what I've read on different things, is actually not just one timeline. It's made up. There, there are multiple timelines, but it's kind of like you know how a rope is made up of various strings. Yeah. So basically, what you want to do is keep that rope tight. Mm-hmm. With those different strings, and each of those strings is a different timeline. But okay, so that is what the sacred timeline is. But when that rope becomes frayed, it starts to create other timelines and branch off. And that's what you don't want. <laughs> so there can so so like basically what, what we what we've understood in this in this uh 
in this uh, in this series, there are very because there's variations of people because you know obviously you know their variations in different timelines. It wasn't all the same timeline where we got crocodile Loki or boast, <laughs> boastful Loki or <clears throat> Sylvie or anything. It was it was all different timelines, but they're all still part of the sacred timeline. But those Lokis okay. decided to do something different in each of those timelines that weren't they weren't <clears throat> supposed to do. That got them, oh. got them pruned from that timeline. Oh, okay, so there. All right, so there could be multiple Lokis simultaneously living, but not doing anything wrong. It's yeah, just that, not doing anything okay. off of what the timeline wants them to do. <clears throat> That's really confusing. But okay. Yeah. Um, so wait, okay. So isn't that kind of like a multiverse in of itself, though? Yeah, it is. Uh, there is a multiverse. Okay. So basically, what it is is you don't want that multi. You want that multiverse to be in concert with each other. Meaning, like you know, how a rope. Like I said, the rope is the best idea. How the right. the strings of a rope are all still together, but if you fray one of those strings, it breaks the rope. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So, so so that's what you don't want. Yeah. Right, so basically the the multiverse is as long as it's contained, um, yeah, it's okay. But then you can't let it uh, can't let it be. So it's kind of like the opposite of like the multiverse in the DC TV show, where you could just use a device and just go to a different, um, you know, like go to Supergirl's Earth or whatever. Yeah. I think you might still be able to transfer from one timeline to another because, I mean, technically there are different timelines because I think that kind of explains what happened with uh, with Cap at the end of uh, Endgame where he goes and is back with Peggy. Yeah. Um, I think he's in a different timeline with her, basically, in a way, but it's still part of the sacred timeline. Right, and then he just went and returned to the... The other... You know, the, yeah. End, yeah, end game timeline at that when mm-hmm. he got older. Like yeah, what's well, interesting because at the very beginning of the episode, they started playing the music at the end of end game. That was the very first thing they yeah. played. So that was interesting. Um, so basically, there can be various Renslayers. There can be various, you know, me's. There can be various U's. You know, different. You know. Sure. <laughs> um. It's just like, I mean, because that's kind of like what it is within the like the DC multiverse as well as the Marvel un- multiverse, you know. And I think what's happening now, though, like at the end, um, we're going to have different things. But like basically what they don't want is like it to go into like a a weird like multiverse where people start fighting with each other. Yeah. Like what happened, like, like what uh, He Who Remains explains where the various... People and you do have Nexus variants, which are people that are very similar in each of the timelines. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, <clears throat> Kang is a is a Nexus variant, or he who remains. You know. So. Right. Yeah. As is Wanda and other characters. So. So, anyways, do you want to take a really quick break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and finish talking about this episode sure okay we'll be right back folks what is gen x what is the silent generation what do generations have in common 
Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. are back back so um yeah so so anyways back to the to the idea here of the of the show what what happens here is okay so we have this Renslayer variant so basically that was uh and that might have been where she was plucked from too you know because they went back in time to 2018 which is interesting because that's right right. that's right around the time of um like of the infinity war and right. End, yeah, it is end game and everything too. So, but what they're what they're they're doing is they they, they go to they go to Fremont and find her there. And B fifteen is there because she's basically trying to prove to the other TVA troopers that that all the TVA employees are variants, and that's the way she proves it by proving <laughs> that Renslayer is one. You know. Right. So. Um, and then, meanwhile, while we're while this is happening, um, um, see, that's one of my main complaints. I'm, I'm going back to like my my review of the episode here. Um, my main complaint is that there wasn't enough about the TVA agents and stuff in this episode because yeah. most of the episode focused on um, on our Trinity here of people um, <laughs> of, uh, of Loki, Sylvie, and He Who Remains. <clears throat> Okay, so meanwhile, um, he who reigns comes out um, chomping on an apple, which is very symbolic as well. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he got the idea of the, the the tree of knowledge from from Genesis and everything. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole apple that you know. So so th- there's interesting implications there. Um, not not to be confused with the. Tree of Knowledge, the album of Genesis, the the rock band. Yes, which but which does not exist, but it should. Well, it does in a different timeline. Yes, in a, so, in a different timeline, all the Genesis albums are just named after elements from the Book of Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> their first a- their first album is called Adam, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and they go into like Cain and Abel, and um, 
<laughs> the, uh, okay, so um, meanwhile, um, okay, so, so so he greets Loki and Sylvie, and they're both surprised that he is just a like a normal dude, you know. So he's just like some guy, you know. Um, using um, so so Sylvie tries to attack him, but he's got like a temp pad that he can, you know blip her back so she doesn't attack him. <laughs> um, he says he can um, anticipate all of their actions because he has foreseen the past, present, and future, and uh, he guided them to him. So basically, he's trying to say that everything they've done to this point, he knew was going to happen and basically made it happen. Right. So, so, so basically taking away the idea of free will. <laughs> um he also reveals that he created the TVA after several variants of himself discovered alternate universes and uh, contacted each other in our future, the 31st century, but his past. So, <laughs> um, yeah, several of them uh, tried to tried to like conquer each other in different universes. And that led to that multiversal war that um, Miss Minutes talked about in the first episode. And uh, he harnessed uh, this creature named Eliath that we saw in the last episode to basically end it all <laughs> and isolate his timeline and create the TVA to prevent further branches. Um, so basically, he was just basically boiling it down to where it was just him and no other... <clears throat> no other... Uh, Variants of himself. Um, so, as he has um, grown weary, he offers Loki and Sylvie a choice. They can kill him and end the singular timeline, which again is not really a singular timeline, but is a sing- you know what I mean, um, oh. and uh, risk another multiversal war sparked by his variants or uh, succeed him in leading the TVA and managing the timeline. So basically they can take over. Yeah. And become the new like timekeepers. Um, yeah. Sylvie, Sylvie does not like that idea at all. No. Loki, on the other hand, is not that he likes the idea, but he's thinking about it. Yeah, and they basically are fighting about that. Um, they do have a, a nice, passionate kiss with each other. Yeah, that's right. After they get done fighting, <laughs> yeah, in the room while you know the guys just like laughing and watching, like you know. So, so my, qu- was, my question is: If they ended up having sex with each other, would that be masturbation? <clears throat> no, because <laughs> the thing is, it's like it's not. I know everyone's joking about like, oh, he fell in love with himself. It's like it's not the same person, though. Like, yeah, I know. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's a different variant. And it's not only a different variant; it's a different sex. I mean, it, yeah, you know, plus I mean, two for all you know intents and purposes. You know, her parents, Odin, and you know whoever I forgot. Um, 
Frida. What was it? Was it Freya? You know, could have actually like genetically been different people. I mean, like, you know, what I mean, like, it's just, uh, yeah. I know I'm I'm making it serious here, but well, it does. Uh, it makes sense. I mean. I was just being funny, but anyway. So the I know, I know you, I know you were, but other people are like, like, oh, it's disgusting, like getting all like, like, yeah, it's like, dude, it's a TV show, like, oh, no. like people, people nobody. were. I, I saw somewhere online where somebody was trying to say that this show is trying to make incest mm-hmm. seem okay in the world. Oh my god, like whatever. Uh, but it's not and even that, incest. That, that, no, I know that's what they were trying to say it was it's like oh because they're like brother and sister sort of and so incest well no it's not like that it's like they're the same person so it's not even it's a a whole new concept that's not even applicable yeah in human society because it's never happened before no (laughs) it's like (laughs) that we're that we're aware of (laughs) well yeah that we're aware did you see the thing about um what was it um Someone made a page called Christians Against Loki, but I think it was a joke page. Oh, no, like I haven't a, seen like, that. <laughs> like a fake group, because the the person who made the page, I forgot what name it was, but it was like a, ah, oh, shoot, I forgot the name, but it was basically like, like kind of like if you knew, you knew type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a joke, but like. The people who would actually join the group wouldn't know because they're stupid and they're like, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically just trying to rile up the people that are going to and trying to basically figure out who these uh, idiots are. Oh, yeah, of course. Because, because um, not, yeah, not very, not very bright. Well, like I told you before, <clears throat> did you ever watch any of that video? I said, I mean, I know it was a long interview, but did, did you watch any like the the Bill Schneblin guy? No, I have not um, yet. I was going to, and I forgot to. Don't worry, don't worry about it. it I sent it as a joke, but like <clears throat> this, this is a interview called "Interview with an Ex Vampire." Is what it's called, mind you. This video, this video came out like in 2012 or something. So, but then again, you know, Christian fundamentalists are never really big on the the times, so. They probably actually thought this was like, oh, remember that movie Interview with the Vampire? Well, if we say Interview with an ex-vampire, or it's like, even though that movie came out like 20 years before, they don't they, like to them that's like yeah. current. So like, cause I'm not trying to be mean. Like I know these kind of people. Like they they they're actually like this. Like they like they're so like disconnected from like the rest of the world that like oh yeah they're like literally like 20 years behind like of like whatever's going on pop culture wise. That's not an insult. That's just a factual observation. Like, do do what you want with that fact, but that's the re- anyway. So, this Bill Schneblin guy, he go. How how do I even get, come up with this? I forgot what we we're talking about just now. What, what were you saying? Oh, about uh, how Loki and incest. Oh yeah, yeah, Loki and incest, and then the or, or Loksest, if you will. Um. Oh God, I hope I didn't just start a new porn trend. Um. <laughs> anyway, looking for some Loksest movies, man. Oh God. Anyway, um, damn it, that's going to happen. <laughs> um, it, um, it already has so, happened in another timeline. Um, yeah, that's, so, so, oh yeah, because of the Loki, the Christians against Loki thing. So, so this guy called, called um, the video was called Interview with an Ex-Vampire. I kid you not, this was a nine-part interview. Each, each one was over an hour long. So it's a nine-hour long video 
where this guy, his name is Bill Schneblin. Um, it's a lot easier to say it than spell it. Um, I, it's it all kinds of, it's, it's hard to spell. And it's this dude with a white beard, white, white hair. It's not Santa Claus. At least I hope not. Um, pretty much like the, it's pretty much like the basis of QAnon before QAnon was a thing. So like, he's going around, you know, talking about like how everything in pop culture is like secretly satanic and part of the occult and, you know, that's how they get you, you know, that's how they get people because, you know, they think they're doing something innocent or whatever, but it's yeah. really, you know, part of like the big satanic plan. And that's, that's a really convenient way to, to sort of insulate your community, you know, to, you know, like the outside is dangerous and evil. You got to just stick to us, you know, we'll keep you safe type of thing. And of course, you know, part of being safe is that you don't have any outside information to contradict yeah, I mean it's it's the same way most cults work. So oh yeah, and so like he's just going on and on and on about you know like how Halloween was secretly a, like a satanic thing to kind of grab you when you're young. Anyway, that's not the bulk of what. It, it, like if you're interested in like really really crazy shit, like if you want to just listen to like a guy ramble on for nine hours about how he was in his first was he joined. Uh, a Wiccan um, group because he none of you said none of what he says is true by the way so like he he claims that he went to a Catholic university and that one of his professors <clears throat> I, I don't know if it was history or whatever he claimed that that Jesus was actually a a wizard and that that's how he got all his powers so that in order to be a, a true Christian, you yourself have to learn witchcraft in order to also gain the same powers that he had and then that, that way you could pretty much do the same things that Jesus had. Okay. I can say it right now. No Catholic professor would ever say anything like that at all in any um, institution or of learning or any, I mean, come on. Like, you kidding me? And, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <Loki? laughs> so, 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 so Loki. Anyways, all I was just saying is that I've seen things online where people are trying to say that this was this was Disney trying to indoctrinate people into incest. And oh, um, I got into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, which it wasn't. I mean, these are the same people trying to say that Monsters Inc. was trying to indoctrinate people into pedophilia. So. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So. Um, anyways. Uh, so, so basically, back to the story here. Um, he who remains is basically saying that they can kill him or succeed him. Those are their two, uh, you know, you know, uh, choices here. Yeah, and uh, I think it was funny too. There was kind of like a meta moment too, where he's basically trying to prove that he he knows what's happening before it happens by basically showing them the script to the show. Yeah, <laughs> well, just like the beginning. Yeah, when they made when they made them sign off on all the everything he's ever said. Yeah, <clears throat> and then he says something. The new paper comes out of the fax machine, type of thing. It would have been really funny if, like, at the begin at the top of the paper, it said like written by Michael Waldron or something. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, yeah. Um. But anyways, the uh, 
they uh they they have this like little fight because they don't agree on what they should do. Um, Loki's basically under the uh, under the idea that he thinks that they should rule together over the timeline and they can fix things and make things better for everybody, you know. And uh, right. Sylvie just wants to kill he who remains because he fucked up her life. Right. Basically. <clears throat> At one point, too, he got really mad at her. It was like, not really mad, but just like exasperated. He's like, like grow up, Sylvie. Really? Like, you're yeah. still fixated on this? Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, is like almost all these things were put into their mind by He Who Remains early on when he did say something at one point. He's like, can you trust him? He right, said that, yeah. and then later on, Sylvie basically proves that she can't trust Loki. Mm-hmm. Even though, it's funny because, okay, the thing is, is Loki has become a person that should be trusted, mm-hmm. but she has yet to become a person that can trust people. <clears throat> so yeah. she can't trust him fully, even though she should, but she doesn't know that she should. You know what I mean? It's kind of a weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't think here. she distrusts him. It was more of like she just she has to do what she has to do. She won't be happy unless she kills the guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but but like, it's it's still a little bit of the trust idea too because I I do think that you can tell she doesn't fully trust him because she doesn't trust anyone. Right. Um. <clears throat> even though they're closer to each other than any two people have ever been. Um, right. This is interesting, right? Because this is the first time Loki's actually ever been given the chance to rule. Yeah. And it's like the only time where he doesn't actually really want to do it. It's just like more of like, we, we got to do this. Like, this is very interesting because like throughout his whole life, he's been seeking power and not getting it. And then now it's given to him, and he's like reluctantly, like, well, maybe we should. Plus, too, he's willing to share it. Normally, he would want to rule him by himself. Yeah, and he he just uh, realizes it's basically the lesser of two evils in this situation, because right. you know him being able to control things, he could actually change things and make it so somebody else can control, even if he can. You know, it's kind of like if yeah. you know if you know if, if tomorrow I became the CEO of Amazon, I could just give it away to somebody else if I wanted to. Or just dissolve it. Yeah. yeah, or do whatever I wanted uh, with it. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, because, um, you know, the, the very first Avengers movie, you know, Loki does his whole speech against free will. Um, you know, how people don't really want it. They want to be ruled. And, you know, um, and then, you know, his, his variant Loki is all about free will. And he is to a certain extent, too, because, like, he kind of kind of changed throughout the series because I remember um, it was like the second episode when they were when he was talking with Mobius and he was like you know kind of like wait so you have everything just completely ordered from you know beginning to end there's no you know there's no free will and he's like you know that seems kind of boring or whatever but it's like wait a minute didn't you just make a speech like from your timeline like 12 hours ago uh, <laughs> talking and, against free will and- like and, and it is the whole idea too. Though I mean, the the thing with with, with Loki is he's uh, he's thinking of 
ways that he could make things better. Like he could save Asgard. Because like earlier on when Miss Minutes was talking to him and saying things about how he could rule Asgard, he could do this, he could do that, he could kill Thanos and whatnot. None of the music playing and any of those things are from the movies where those events happen. It's actually the music from the the War of Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Where Ragnarok, where, which where Ragnarok is what brought down Asgard. So subconsciously, if you're if you're familiar with that music and everything, you basically are aware that what he's probably thinking in his head is, "I can save Asgard." So that kind of proves right. that he's become a better person in the idea that he's not trying to rule Asgard; he just wants to save Asgard. Yeah, I mean, maybe he wants to rule it too, but uh, but he doesn't. Well, but but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want his his home to be destroyed. Right, and that's his. A lot of stuff has to do with with home in this mm-hmm. uh, show. Um, I mean, that's you know when Mobius sent him to that mind prison, it was it was basically at home um, with um, what was what was her name Sif? Yeah, yeah. kept um punching them and like mm-hmm. it was like some some hallway you know in Asgard during the in the palace or whatever um and it was the whole idea of him being alone but yeah exactly but but, but I mean and, and his biggest fear before was being alone but I think what he's realizing is that he's not alone if he can save his people right yeah and he can yeah even if they hate, <clears throat> even if they hate him if he saves them he's kind of sacrificed himself for them in a way um, right. Well, well yeah. even that one in Ragnarok was it Ragnarok or was it? I don't remember which movie it was, where basically he was like shape shifted into Odin and was like doing like a play where he basically died in Thor's arms, like being a sacrifice for yeah. Um, which is interesting because it's like that's what he comes to like him being a sacrifice it's like usually like when you're like a really terrible person you want like you don't really see yourself as like the sacrifice you want to be around to rule you know what i mean like yeah uh, so it's like he does kind of have like a almost like a martyr complex as well not not just um mm-hmm. it kind of does make him different than like let's say thanos for example who's all about power and you know and, yeah doesn't really be a martyr himself wants and, to martyr other people and, and the whole idea well, here you know. <clears throat> the whole idea here where back to my my trust thing with between the two of them it's it's almost like two because they're so much alike because they technically are variants i mean they are they technically are the same person but variants of each other it, it brings up the idea of like can you really trust yourself you know what i mean like sometimes we have that battle within our minds like we're like okay i should be doing this but i should but I'm going to not do it. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Like, even if it's something yeah. simple as, oh, I should, you know, clean out my refrigerator, but I'm not going to because, you know, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's because you got the Durga Skull people are hiding behind it. And, yeah. you know, that's dangerous. So they, they pop out and try to grab you, you know, so. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah. um. So, basically, what ends up happening here is um, Sylvie tries to tries to kill him. Loki fights for her, fearing that uh, that he who remains might be right 
and uh, pleading that he wants to keep her safe. They kiss, in a passionate kiss, but Sylvie uses the tempad and kind of stabs Loki in the back, basically, but not really. It, it brings us up to that whole idea that love is a dagger. <clears throat> that was brought yeah, up in the uh, third episode. But instead, yeah, of sta- yeah. instead of stabbing him in the back, which we thought might happen, she she sends Loki back to the TVA headquarters. Um, and then kills he who remains. Because he's gotten to the point now where he can't anticipate what's happening because we've gone past the point where he knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. On, yeah. on the timeline. So, it was just interesting. <clears throat> uh, so he knew... He knew everything was going to get to that point, at least. Um, and whether he persa- persuades them or not, he knows at least that far, you know. And I mean, the thing is, is who knows how many times this has actually happened? <clears throat> That's the other thing, too, you know, because it, it, if time is cyclical, it could have happened again and again and again. Um Right. Does he forget each time then, though? Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, that's the thing is, like, who knows what happens? You know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, Or maybe he does know what's happening and is saying that he's not, you know? Um, right. Yeah. This is lying. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, uh, Loki's back at the, at the uh, TVA headquarters. He Who Remains is unleashing a multiverse with timelines that cannot be pruned. And uh, so Loki goes back and he tries to warn uh, B-15 and Mobius about He Who Remains and his variants. But they don't recognize him. Loki uh, um, discovers that the that a statue of one of the one of the variants of He Who Remains or Kang, or whatever you want to call them, has replaced those of the timekeepers at the headquarters. So, yep. And then we get the credits and an announcement that we're getting a season two. Um, yeah, instead of getting like a, a a scene at the end, that was kind of like the version of the scene at the end. Yeah. Like, telling us that Loki you know, will return in season two. Um, yeah. It's a... Uh, it's interesting too. I mean, it's hard to say whether that um, does that mean why don't why don't Mobius and B fifteen know who he is? Like, is he in a different timeline at a, <clears throat> at a different TVA? Maybe. Hey, yeah, or, or or maybe perhaps he's not, you know, a variant anymore. So they just think he's yeah. just a regular analyst. Because the fact is, he, it would be, you you would think that they would recognize him as a Loki. They don't even know his name, though. That's what I'm saying. It's it's just weird. No, so, yeah, so, so maybe said, in, in this new timeline or whatever, Lokis aren't a threat. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Mobius referred to him as an analyst and told him to just calm down a little bit and, you know, do his research and try to figure it out or whatever. Because, <clears throat> yeah, because they were all saying, like, you know, like, what you know, he wants us to you know, basically open up all the timelines now, like, because that's, you know, kind of against what TBA does, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're trying to figure out, you know, like, all right, do we obey our instructions? But our instructions are, like, against the very thing, you know, that we're supposed yeah. to be doing. 
You know what I mean? So it's like, how do you, what do you do? You know, like maybe like working at a at a Walmart, and somebody all of a sudden says, "Yeah, just give everything away for free." What? Right. <laughs> but your boss telling you to do it, so it's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's like, I, is this a test? I mean, yeah. It's like, you know, like that's why I'm starting to wonder if that's what they're thinking. Is this guy just like fucking with us? Like, yeah. You know, to test our loyalty, but then if we are loyal, then we're proving that we're stupid enough to go against the actual teachings of the organization. So then, are we going to get punished for that, or we're going to get punished for not doing what we're told to do? Crazy. Um, It'll be interesting to see where this goes in the second season. Um, Well, if we don't get a jet ski in this next season, I'm going to be really pissed. Um, (laughs) Because they mentioned it twice. They're just teasing us. Like they mentioned it the first time in yeah. episode two, because they knew that the memes were going to come out because now media is all interactive now, not, not like it used to be. So now the show, <laughs> and the people basically have a conversation with each other and they knew ah, ha, ha, jet ski is going to be funny. Oh, well, it's not a jet ski. We're going to have wow memes and stuff like that. Yeah. In episode four, he mentions it again, saying, oh, I wish I maybe had a jet ski, me right up. It's like, yeah, jet ski, jet ski, jet ski, three times. Nothing. It'll happen. Well, it has, better. It has to happen. Anyways, do you want to take a break yeah. here, Matt, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some trivia? Yeah, sure. Some okay. trivia. Sorry. We'll be right back. Need a new podcast to listen to? Well, why not check out the Super Podcast from the Super Network at supermarcy.com where we discuss films and pop culture and we do monthly fan-voted commentaries. We are available on all major podcasting platforms. And we are back. 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 Okay, so um, here's a little bit of like uh, Easter eggs, trivia, that type of thingamabob um mm-hmm. here we go okay so at the beginning the marvel the marvel studios logo isn't accompanied by the usual fanfare um instead we hear the voices of characters of the marvel cinematic universe you can hear the likes of falcon wasp black panther star lord black widow thor hulk captain america hank pym captain marvel loki korg nick fury and more <laughs> as the logo comes into focus also playing with these voices is the song It's Been a Long, Long Time by Harry James, which is the tune Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter danced to at the end of Avengers Endgame. Yep. Um, along with those voices, uh, as we soar through the universe, we also hear um, real, word, real world figures like Neil Armstrong, Greta Thunberg, um, or Thunberg, whatever you, how you pronounce that. Um, um, Mala... Malala um, Yusufani? Yusufani? It's Malala. Malala. Malala Yusufazi? 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 Yeah. Nelson. Uh, I read She has a book that was really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really familiar with her. I just never know how to pronounce her name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nelson Mandela, Maya Angelou, and more. Um, We, uh. We zoom zoom out of the universe until we see another um, right next to it, which we end up zooming into after hearing a few brief tidbits of other songs. As we zoom in, um, classic Loki can be heard shouting glorious purpose mm-hmm. from the previous episode of Loki. Um, we uh, hear former uh, 
uh, Liberian President Ellen Johnson um, visions a touching line about love persevering in a WandaVision. Um, I will ride a uh, visions. Yeah. Visions touching line about uh, love persevering in, um, mm-hmm. in WandaVision. Um, I will rise from Maya Angelou and then Sylvie saying, open your eyes. Um, what we're uh, wondering is why are there two universes here? I'm getting this all from slash film as well, um, by the way. So mm-hmm. um, this is, this is their Easter egg breakdown. Um, there's, a uh, one where, uh, we hear, we heard everything from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and some real world chatter. And then we zoom into this other one that has real figures with, uh, mixed with few lines from Marvel's new TV shows. What does that mean? Okay. Uh, so, um, after Loki and Sylvie, um, refuse Miss Minutes' offer to allow them to coexist in a timeline without making a mess of everything. They pass a trio of statues that appear to represent the timekeepers. However, there's a fourth statue that is broken in pieces on the floor. Does that mean there was a fourth timekeeper? Hmm. My thought too is, a, or was that a statue of He Who Remains? Who who was it? You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. So uh, in the in the Marvel comics, when uh, he who remains created the Timekeepers, there were originally four of them. However, the Timekeepers, known as the Oracle of uh, Siwa, um, was banished to ancient Egypt. Perhaps this is a a reference to the Marvel comics detail, and maybe it's something that can be explored in a second season of the show. Mm. Okay, the colors of uh kang or he who remains um we get this pleasantly goofy uh he who remains which i agree with wholeheartedly um i think jonathan majors did a brilliant job performing this it was just he made every line seem like it was improvised even though i know it was written (laughs) you know what i mean the way he performed it it just seemed very like honest and real and not acting you know I I'm, I know a lot of people are familiar with Jonathan Majors. It's probably like the first time I've seen him, but I I love the actor already. I want to go back and watch like Lovecraft Co- Country and other shows that he's been in and stuff just to mm-hmm. see his acting in those. Um, so his uh his outfit is a combination that is purple and dark green, though the wardrobe doesn't exactly match Kang the Conqueror's normal you know, resemblance in the comics. He is wearing variations of the colors that he wears in the wardrobe. Um, and uh, basically, they're saying that his his chest feels like a nod to Immortus, another version of Kang, who was uh, tasked with uh, keeping the timeline in balance and has little more, a little more in common with this version of the character. So, uh, as people have uh, have uh, brought up, and I mean, I brought up too, the apple that he's eating. There are two interesting observations to be made about the apple. First of all, there are obvious ties to the Bible, which we brought up. Um, and uh, the idea of knowledge, and he's imparting a lot of knowledge to Loki and Sylvie. Um, 
the but at the same time, there's a link to another um, master of time. Uh, Doctor Strange is eating an apple when he begins to mess with the time, manipulating his abilities with the uh, Eye of Agamotto in uh, the first uh, Doctor Strange movie. So it's very, you know, callback to that as well. So then we get, okay, Ravana's real name, Ravona, Ravana, um, Renslayer's real name. Um, uh, so uh, when she's in Fremont, Ohio in 2018, um, we find out if, if you look in the background of the scene, you'll see that her real name is Rebecca Tourminet, um, as listed uh, as listed on a diploma showing her uh, college uh, accolades in the life before. Uh, that's also the name that Renslayer adopts in the Marvel comics after she is no longer associated with Kang the Conqueror. So, um... There's a, that's just a couple here. Um, also, like this is the first appearance of uh, He Who Remains, another version of uh, Jonathan Majors' Kang the Conqueror, which is to be the next uh, major MCU villain. And who knows how many different things he's going to appear in? I know he's supposed to appear in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. So we'll see what what happens and if he shows up in other movies as well. So, do you have any final thoughts here, Matt, on this thing? This Not episode? really. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, any hopes for sec- the second season besides the uh, jet ski? <clears throat> mm. I was too soon to really think of anything. Um, yeah. I guess um, I don't want... I guess I want, you know, um, Sylvie and Loki to kind of get hooked up again and not too many hard feelings. Yeah. Cause, Oh, that's the other thing too. Like how, like how depressed Loki looked when he got sent, like he looked like he was about to cry. I mean, it was oh, like, I know. <clears throat> it was very, like, I don't think he's ever cried in his life. At least not like that. Like, yeah, I mean, faking he, it or whatever. <clears throat> and, and, and then he's at the end too. It's like he, he's got to be going through a lot too because like he's made two friends really in this series, Sylvie and Mobius. And Sylvie kind of betrayed him, and Mobius doesn't recognize him now. You know, right. so it's like that's gotta that's gotta really suck. You know, because yeah. I mean that, that'd be like you know you're kind of like your girlfriend and then your best friend, both leaving your life at the same time. That would just be horrible. You know, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, and I really hope it goes into answering some of these questions that we have. Because that was my main complaint still with this episode: is as much <laughs> as I love Jonathan Major's performance in the episode, but the fact that the whole episode was just three people talking, mostly. You know what I mean? Right. And. With all the talking they did, they basically just created more questions than they did answers. 
So I don't know. Reminds me of some people that I've worked with in the past that just babble on and on. And then uh, (laughs) you get nowhere. Anyways, um, so no names. Um, Anyways, so the uh, that's it for our our Loki season one breakdown. Um, If you guys have any thoughts about the show or anything, um, let let us know. Um, Maybe we'll bring them up in a future episode and also you know we will hopefully be covering season two whenever that premieres i hear they're not going to start filming until january so we're we're probably looking at like mid mid 2022 or early 2023 at the earliest so yeah so yeah we got a while and i mean we're going to have a couple movies and stuff before then too that are in the mcu that Maybe some of these characters will show up in. Who knows? You know, we'll <laughs> see. Um, see what how they uh, all link together, and hopefully it'll make sense. I mean, I liked this philosophical journey. This is probably my favorite of the three series um, so far. I really liked WandaVision a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this and WandaVision are probably my favorite. Right, at, my, my initial reaction right after Falcon Winter Soldier was that I liked it a lot, but now I'm going back and looking at it, and I don't like it as much as I did. But... <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was still a good show. It just it didn't have the I don't know intellectual kick that these two shows had. Um, yeah, I think that would have been better as a movie. I think than a yeah, show. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what that leads to and stuff too. I mean, I am excited for a Captain America movie with uh, Anthony Mackie in it. So we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah. And I, I am interested in seeing Jonathan Majors in future iterations of this variant that he is, you know, var- different variants of Kang or He Who Remains, you know, Immortus or whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah, because like, like in the comics, he's a he's a direct descendant of uh, Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four as well. So <laughs> who knows if they'll bring that up into this world and maybe that'll be a way to bring in the Fantastic Four somehow or something. We'll see what happens. Um, anyways, um, make sure you uh, check us out on uh, social media. Um, All2real2.com's got all the links to everything. Um, you know, got any thoughts, message me at mikeacullenpark.com. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Um, check out our tea Public. We should soon have Gator Smoke shirts up. I got a work on the design still and um if you want to get those because i think those would be cool to have and um yeah anything else just let us know um be safe everybody don't you know step off the timeline too much and uh until next time bye bye thanks for listening to all two wheel two podcast a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.